not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglite Show. We're rolling into Nashville this weekend, Super Speedway. Got Kyle all the way up in PA. What's going on, Kyle? Rowdy, there's a PA Speed Week about to begin tomorrow uh, for the 410 Sprint Cars the next 10 days. Uh, a lot of money to be won. And uh, USAC Eastern Storm has, has wrapped up last week. And uh, Hoping to get Emerson Axum on here at some point. He won twice during the week. He wound up winning the overall title. So uh, hopefully we can get him on at some point. And uh, no NASCAR over Father's Day weekend, but uh, in Nashville this weekend, Arkham Menard Series, uh, Berlin last weekend, Elko this week, and uh, a lot going on, a lot of racing going on. Kyle, like we got the Arkham Menard Series rolling in at Elko and up in Minnesota. And- you know, some people go, why do they go all the way to Minnesota? Because the people in Minnesota packed the house in Elko, uh, Kyle. I mean, it is a neat little track, and they come to fill the park. And that's why they're at Elko. Yeah, Elko feels pretty good, and, uh, you know... Uh... I know that's the, you know they, I know the first year they ran that race it was 200 laps went by too fast they made it 250 and uh, yeah it's been a staple on the ARCA schedule here for a few years um, went away for a few years and came back and I know that's where William Sawal at this front and we had him on the show after he won five flags so um, I bet he's looking forward to that as well so but uh, Ratty uh, not sure what the weather's looking like here but uh, you know. Um, just got a lot going on, and we know we have Willie Mullins calling in at 7.05, 6.05 Central here shortly. So uh, got a lot to get to, and uh, also I think you have another guest lined up as well. Absolutely. I got Stephen Wright calling in. He's up at Nashville camping out this weekend. This is, I think this is Stephen's third year, and he's going to kind of give us an update of what's going on. Today it's been a little, uh, from what I hear, Probably a little rainy and a little muddy, but that's all rolling out, so it's going to be pretty decent weather the rest of the weekend. Kyle. Nashville weather isn't always the greatest. Uh, I know that they ran that race in April, March, uh, June. Uh, seems like weather always seems to bite that place, but uh, they did get the race in last year, and it's a Sunday night race, uh, first race on the NBC schedule, uh, seven o'clock Eastern, six p.m. Central. And um, all three series going to be there this weekend, the Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. So, uh, also, Rowdy, some big news today. Uh, Josh, well, Josh Berry going to be driving the number four car next year for Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, going to replace Kevin Harvick. So, uh, I know that was some pretty big news that came out. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think that's a good move. I think that's a good good pickup for the for Stuart Haas, and I think uh, you'll see a lot out of uh, Josh Berry here when he becomes a Cup rookie next year. I've got to expect a lot out of Josh. Uh, you know, new blood. It, it always seems to help, Kyle. And uh, I think Harvick's Harvick's done his time and. Uh, Smart enough to know when he's done his time, Kyle. That's the most important part. Yeah, Harvick's on the way out. Uh, still running pretty good. Um, been competitive and really no surprise there. So uh, interesting. You know, Willie Mullen's going to be in the ten car at Elko. Uh, I know. Uh, I know he'll be running that car. And uh, you know, I, I don't know what to expect. You know, I know I, I heard Berlin was a pretty crazy race uh, with uh, with William Sawalt and Jesse Lovner at the end. And uh, yeah, Rowdy, yeah, there's some something about the 18 car and Jesse Love. I don't know what it is. Jesse's got three wins for the year, so he he's doing pretty good, Kyle. Yeah. Been doing really well. Uh, you know, I was trying to go for four in a row to tie the modern day record of consecutive wins, and uh, just just fell short. But um, you know, he's been running good. You know, Charlotte, Talladega, and Kansas. You know, three super speedways right there, and uh, just um, just a lot going on, Rowdy. Uh, this is the, you know the heart of the schedule. I know there'll be a Pocono next month for the General Tire 200. Uh, Oh please, I you know there's a six o'clock start Eastern on uh, Fox Sports One, so uh, good to see that that's back on FS1, and uh, yeah the Arkham Menard series going to be I think in Mid Ohio as well. Uh, I know uh, Dale Quarterly ran really well out of Portland with a third, and you know, we've had him on the show, and then uh, 11th at Sonoma. So um, we've had some really good guests lately, and uh, Rowdy, um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be looking forward to Willie here shortly. We've had Willie on regularly, and uh, yeah, we've had him on a couple times. I know I've been whether it's been the three or the ten car, but uh, yeah, we've had we've had Willie on a couple times, and then uh, you know, um, just see how many times we've had him on. We've had him on one, uh, once this year, and uh, I think we've had him on another time. We may have had him on twice this year, so um, I know we've had Willie on a couple times. So uh, yeah, it's always good to have him on the show. And also, uh, I was talking about Dale Corley. We've had Dale on a few times also. Talking about that 27-minute interview we had with him last last week, I believe it was, Kyle. Yeah, it was right after Sonoma. And, uh, you know, I know Dale, uh, you know, always spends time to come on the show. And um, we've had him on that Monday morning a couple times after the Dakota Chuck race and then the, the ARCA races at Portland and Sonoma. And, uh, yeah, just been busy and, uh, you know, uh, just uh, a lot going on here, Rowdy. And, uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, we'll be looking forward to Willie calling her and hearing her shortly. Uh, he just gave me a thumbs up, so uh, he'll be calling in here in just a few minutes, Kyle. I know they're they're busy trying to get ready to go to Elko from uh, 
Fredericksburg, Virginia, I think, where Willie's shop was at, him and Dana. So, uh, always good to have Willie back on. So, probably we're uh, getting close to them two dirt tracks for Art Menard series in August. Not very far away. We're almost <laughs> we're rolling in the, almost over halfway through June. Can you believe that? We're getting ready to rock on to uh, Pocono here pretty soon. Yeah, I expect that to be a big, pretty big race. Uh, Dean Thompson going to probably be back from Venerini. Uh, Jesse Love. Uh, not sure about Gustine. I know he ran Charlotte. That wasn't really. That was kind of announced late. And uh, Rowdy. I know uh, Greg Van Alst. I know he, he kind of went back to part time. Uh, I know that was announced. And um, still the Xfinity deal. Atlanta with the, uh, Alpha Prime is, is a go. And uh, it's just uh, it's been a been an interesting season so far. Yeah, I think that. Greg's cut back, but I understand why. It, it was a great win at, at uh, Daytona. It was a great way to start the season. But uh got caught up in, some, unfortunately, some mayhem during the race that kind of cost him a car, which is never good, Kyle. Not with a, not with a small, small team like Greg's been running. But, guys, I'd like to break on our... Uh, first driver for the night, driving for Mullins Racing. Always good to have Willie Mullins back on the show. Welcome, Willie. What's happening, guys? I appreciate being on the show once again. And I tell you, Willie, uh, it's always good to have you, but you're getting ready to head up to that little old track up in Minnesota called Elko Speedway. Absolutely. You know, the ARCA Series uh Runs one of the biggest tracks at the beginning of the year, and then we get to go to the smallest track here at Elko. So uh, we're excited to, with the Arkham Menard Series 250 at Elko Speedway. Well, you know, before you called in, you know, a lot of people ask, why do you go to Elko? Well, when you pull up at Elko and before they throw that green flag, you look up in the stands. There's not many seats left, are they, really? No, no, and it's it's always packed. You know, uh, we're we're blessed to be able to have a lot of family at that race, and we can't uh, can't wait to be there again tomorrow night uh, or Saturday night. I mean, and we get to also go to um, uh, local Menards. We're going to have displays. There's going to be five cars all over the local area, of Minneapolis. So we're excited to be one of the drivers that got picked to do that this year. And uh, you know, we're going to go hopefully have a good time. Oh, Billy, let's talk about your throwback paint scheme for Elko. Absolutely. You know, uh, my wife's uh, dad. He's always uh, been a been a diehard racer, and he he raced dirt tracks up up in the Midwest for a long time. So that was one of his paint schemes he ran, and we get the honor to run in that this weekend at Elko and and showing everybody you know a little throwback to him. It, it's a good looking car, uh, really. I, I tell you, I, I imagine Dana's gonna be a little emotional seeing that thing on the starting grid. Absolutely, you know, we're going to have everybody from uh, the business there, the S&V Auto, that's still, you know, around in Hollandale, Minnesota, so we're excited to have them and all our family, and, you know, it's pretty cool to, to be part of this weekend, and it is always something special to go back home and, and get to see all the family and friends and the grandkids and, and have a good time. And 
Willie, what's, let's just talk a minute you, with Dinah being involved. What's it like to have Dinah, your wife? Does she kind of keep you grounded to keep you from oh, going, yeah. she, trying to reach some things that you, that you, that you don't think is possible but could be possible? It is, you know, but we live in reality. You know, I, I know, you know, we're my place in the series and, and our, our place is being an ambassador for the series. We're going to try to help it out and, and try to carry it along as long as we can and, and try to make sure, you know, people know who we are, what we're doing. You know, she does great on the social media side. You know, it's it's crazy that uh, I'm one of the well-known faces in the ARCA series and we only race four times a year, but she does a heck of a job doing it for us. So I'm, I'm very proud for her to be as integrated part of this team as she is. Hi, Willie. You have Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is, uh, what's the competition been like in the Arkham Menard series so far this season? Um, the, the competition is always stiff, but we're a little light on, on some of the drivers this year at these short tracks. We're hoping to get the car count up a little bit more. Um, but, you know, we're always excited to be there. We're always happy for the people that show up and, and, you know, it's always going to be a, a little tough at these short tracks, but we want to make sure, you know, the series keeps going back to Elko, so we're always going to be there to support them every year. My next question for you is uh, you are kind of talking the contrast of uh, running the uh, Daytona and Talladega to running Elko. Um, you know, what, what, what do you take out of running on the short tracks? I mean, you know, does it, does it take a different kind of style to – to save tires, you know, compared to, you know, being okay on tires or at least, you know, not pitting as much on, on a super speedway. Yeah, absolutely. You know, tires um, are important on a short track. Um, you know, the good thing is we get a two tire and a four tire stop. So we go there and you got to, it's very intense racing. It, it's, I don't want to say it's qualifying laps for 250 laps, but it's really, really close. You know, these guys up front and the Venturini and the uh, Gibbs cars, you know, they bring good equipment, you know, and we're hoping to be somewhere around them, you know, with what we got. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, you know, these short tracks are intense. You know, the the super speedways, you got to really think about uh, what you're doing, where you're going, and, and plan two or three laps ahead. Uh, we got the road course races coming up soon. I mean, you know, have you ever thought about running another road course again? I know, uh, you know, you did run a few road course races in the ARCA series, I think, in New Jersey a few years ago. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's one of the things, you know, we have to – the equipment we have right now, we don't have a, a really good road course car. So if I was able to get one, yeah, I'd love to go back road course racing. You know, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in my younger years. So we're uh, excited to, to always have the road course and dirt tracks on the series uh, schedule so we can be there. Um, eventually one day, maybe, but, uh, you know, we're trying to stay within our means and, and have a good weekend of racing at Elko and we'll see if we can make it to one of the road courses in the near future. So my last question for you is, are you still working with the pizza man, Brayton Laster? Are you still associated with him? Uh, no, we've actually, uh, parted ways. Um, they decided to go a little bit different direction. I think they, they wanted a little bit more economical, um, you know, team, so they uh, they are actually helped um, in the race, I believe, with Andy Hillenberg now uh, part time. So we're uh, always open to looking for new team members and and bringing somebody else on for this year or for the future. So we have uh, some possibilities, I believe, for Bristol coming up. So we're excited to do that, and we'll see where the future takes us. Well, uh, you got to feel good 
really when you get these young kids and, and you get them in a seat and they kind of move on and see how they develop on up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're always uh, excited to have a lot of this young talent come through our series. You know, and that's what this series is. It is a development series, but it's also there for us. Uh, guys like me that that want to have a place to race in a national touring series, and that's what we're doing, and, and we're proud to be part of that. Willie, I know why y'all were one of the five invited up to uh, to display yourself at the Arca Menard store because y'all really, really are what Arca is about, a small team who comes in and develops herself into what y'all turned into. And Hey, I, I applaud you. you. You've really done a great job, Willie. Thank you. You know, like I said, it takes everybody – you know, I'm proud of everybody that helps me, uh, you know, put these cars together. Like this week, it was Daryl and uh, Kayla and myself, you know, we're trying to, to get these cars together, and we went down and pulled them down in Mooresville this week, and it, it's been pretty hectic, very uh, late, late nights, and, you know, I'm going to need some sleep after this week, I'll tell you that. So, uh, good or bad, I'm I'm always, you know, happy to be part of this deal with ARCA Series, and you know, every time we think we got a good chance at something, you know, it, we have a, a little hiccup or something like that. But that's part of this part-time team thing. You know, we're working at being better, and we always get better every year. Well, let's talk about this one. It's going to help you go round up and out. Well, uh, you know, we got Andy Hillenberg's taking all the cars up there, so that's, uh, you know, exciting to have him and be part of the fast track experience. And then, you know, I'm going to have my teammate, uh, Davey Callahan. He's going to be in the 01. That's our other car. Um, that's the car that Mason drove at uh, Bristol this year. That's uh, going to be one to watch, you know, the 01, because uh, we got Kevin Reed on the box, you know. So that's that's very big for us to to have a, a well-renowned uh, crew chief with us uh, again this year. And, you know, uh, Tony Furr was with us for a while, and, you know, I'm hoping we can work together with uh, Kevin Reed a little bit. Well, I'm telling you, Kevin Reed and Andy Hillenberg, man, you, you're surrounded by winners, aren't you? I'm I'm one of the fortunate guys that get a chance to work with some of the greats. Pretty awesome hanging out with the great ones, isn't it, Willie? It um, is. It is pretty cool. Willie, uh, tell everybody where they can keep up with you the rest of the season on their social media sites. Absolutely. You know, it's MullinsRacing.net. They can check us out there. You know, our Facebook page is always being updated by my wife, Dinah, and, and she keeps that up. And then if you want to see what's going on day to day, I have my TikTok and she's got her TikTok, you know, those have been great platforms for us to, to get the word out there of who we are and what we're doing. Really thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the track soon, my man. I appreciate it. I hope to see you guys. I missed you at Talladega this year and I hope to be back to, one of the races you're at so we can see each other again. Absolutely, really. We're going to do it again, man. Looking forward to it. Tell Dana, say hello. Straight Absolutely, Rowdy. Right. Yep, thank you very much, and uh, hopefully we get, we'll have an interview next week or something like that, if everything that goes good. That good. Thanks, Willie. Thanks, Thanks, Willie. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts. Because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. 
grandmother, and I'm just not happy. Good to have Willie back on the show. Let me check see if this is Steven, Kyle. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. Monday morning, guys, 9 o'clock, Central, 10, eh? Rowdy Magalite Show, Monday morning. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, guys. Hey, we got Stephen live at Nashville at the campgrounds. Welcome, Stephen Wright. How you doing there, Rowdy? Man, we're doing great, Stephen. Hey, you're the one that's doing great. You're at the track, man. I know you had a little that's rain, right. but that's right. What, what's your plans for the weekend, Stephen? Oh man, this is hanging out with family, having a having a good time, and what I call family is is the ones that we've read, met at these racetracks. So. So, Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong. You were the first one at at, uh, campsite, at the campgrounds in the blue section. Yes, sir. We're in uh in uh, Geico Blue. Geico Blue One. Just right out there, turn three and four here, right here in Nashville. Yeah, I got that Geico flag flying tonight, Stephen. Well, I have, I've got the, the first camper in line because we were the first ones in here yesterday. Yeah. We showed up at like 10 minutes to 5 yesterday morning. This, Stephen, this is your third year at Nashville. Right, right. Yeah, we, we've been every year since we've been doing the cup out here. Used to back way back when before they uh, – Shut it down. I held the season tickets and all out here. Come out here to all the races. And of course, it was before they done the uh, cup races and all that. But they were doing Xfinity uh, trucks and uh, Indy. But uh, then they, of course, shut it down for a little while. And then that was people to death. Because this is right here in my backyard. So, so. Stephen, you got anything going on like you do that like you do at Talladega? Well, we 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 got the bar right here. We got the redneck Yeti out here. We got work. I'm actually in the pool right now. Uh, since the rain let up and and the sun's come out a little bit, warmed the water up just a little bit, not as much as we like, but we're still in here. The the forecast is for the weather's kind of improved for a pretty decent weekend, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. This this weekend's gonna be a, probably a little bit warm. Uh we're gonna be glad we got this pool out right here for this weekend. Hey. Hey, you- 
Hi, Stephen. You have Kyle here. Uh, first question is, uh, you know, what are you looking forward to this weekend? And, uh, you know, who, who do you think are going to be some of the, fact, the, the, the winning drivers, you know, who can end up in victory lane? Well, um, I'm, I'm a big Chase fan. Chase has already won here once before, so uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he won here last year. So, you know, we're we're looking forward to Chase being back in the car and doing his thing. What What do you think of Nashville being a night race? You think that it's it's good to be a night race in the summertime, and also with NBC kicking off their TV coverage? Well. Uh, I absolutely love it being a night race. With last year, with it raining late, was it was quite hot in the in the stands. So with it raining and then they're turning around and doing the night race, a little little cooler on the fans that sit in the stands watching the race. And uh, like I say, I I've loved this race, this concrete track over here. I mean, it does what it does. What do you think about concrete tracks? You know, what what stands out from them? You know, Nashville, Dover, Bristol. You know, what's what what makes them so unique? I I mean, it's just an all different different experience. Uh, we what is it? Carl Everest is going to be back uh, this this weekend doing the the he's going to be the grand uh, the grand marshal this weekend and and before when they were running the. Uh, this series and all out here, and he he dominated out here. So my last question for you is, uh, you know, you know, what are what are some storylines going into the weekend? Uh, you know, what are what are some things maybe we need to look forward to? You know, once when, once the green flag drops. Oh, I mean, just some some, some good and hard nose right? Just good hard nose right? What? Uh, Steven, sounds like everybody's having a good time around you, my man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure y'all can. I mean, I tried to get away here a little bit, but that's all right. I, I got a crowd out here, so, well, I mean, we're out here having a good time, so. That's 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 what this call is all about, to wake the people up around you and get in the car and come out to Nashville and hang out. Go to the race and hang out. Right. Well, Stephen, man, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, Rowdy. Look forward to seeing you, bro. All right. I'm going to try to get over Saturday before dinner time, so I'll, I'll look you up. Yo, You're over in the blue come on, come on out. Like I say, we're, we're right here in, uh, in Geico Blue. we got uh, about four spots here. What was that? Limo 8, 7, 6, and 5. We've got the big fireside RV rental. Uh, anybody out there needing an RV, Fireside RV rental, there's uh, branches in Manchester, Tennessee now. There's branches in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and also Pines, Georgia, amongst all over the United States. So look up Fireside RV. Go give us a haul. If you need somewhere to stay, we can hook you up. All right. Stephen, man, we appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend, Stephen. Thanks, thanks for having time right, for us tonight. All right, my we'll man. Thank you, buddy. Stephen. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. 
and I get he's sponsored by Fireside RV. <laughs> so if you need a camper, I think that's what Tom does in, uh, when he goes to Watkins Glen. Isn't that right? Kyle, you was there. What kind of it was a nice camper, wasn't it? It was, uh, you know, nice nice rental for the the weekend, and uh, you know had everything, you know, TV, and um, just a lot of stuff. So uh, yeah, that was a good 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 spot as well, you know, right right above the S's, right 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 at the top of the back stretch before you hit the inner loop. So it was a good spot. So uh, I keep it. So, Kyle, uh, what's your plans this weekend? I'm, I'm going to go over and hang out in Nashville a little while. Uh, it looks like the weather's going to be kind of work. So I'm going to run over there. I'd like to go to Williams Grove Friday night, but the weather's not looking too good. Uh, I've been checking many forecasts over and over again, and uh, the weather's just not looking very favorable for tomorrow. Um, you know, I try to get a dirt guest on. I know PA Speed Week's starting up. So, um, you know, that's important. So um, there's just a lot of stuff going on, you know, a lot of racing. You know, the USAC Eastern Storm just wrapped up here in the Northeast uh, last week. Um, got to go to three events, uh, Grandview Speedway Tuesday night, June 13th, Williams Grove Speedway Friday, June 16th, and then Port Royal Speedway uh, Saturday, June 17th. And you can also view the uh, Williams Grove and Port Royal photo galleries on rowdybagley.com slash photos. So uh, it was a good week. Uh, you know, it was good to see, uh, you know, go to Grandview for the opener. Uh, tough night for Brady Bacon. Uh, spun in his heat race. Uh, had the tire go down in the in the uh, the feature and, I mean, still 22nd to 13th in the final 22 laps of the two shabbies. So, um, just did win his heat race at a Williams Grove. Unfortunately, got up into it and caught up in an accident. And he finished third in the Silver Crown race at Port Royal Saturday night. So, uh, Rowdy, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, a Williams Grove ended at 11.05 p.m. Eastern on Friday night. Uh, Port Royal ended at 12.28 Eastern on a early Sunday morning. Uh, you know, the green flag for the USAC Silver Crown race fell at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, kind of a long night. Uh, 93 cars were at, were at Port Royal, uh, 58 at Williams Grove. So, um, just a lot of entries there, and uh, you know, just a lot of lot a lot of lot of stuff going on. You know, the USAC returning to Big Diamond and going to Kutztown, and uh, just a lot of storylines. Emerson Axon winning two nights, winning Big Diamond in Williams Grove. Uh, Justin Grant, the defending USAC, uh, USAC uh, not NAS Oil champion. Uh, I know he's. I know he won at Port Royal Saturday, and then uh, Kyle Cummins winning at Kutztown on on Sunday. So just a lot going on. Uh, so uh, just a lot. You know, USAC coming to the Northeast, going to got rained out at Bridgeport, but uh, that was the only the only time they got rained out. And I want to say thanks to everybody at Williams Grove for getting that race in. Um, I know the weather was kind of looking iffy most of the week and then uh, cleared up a little bit. I had a five-minute shower, but it went away. So uh, it was just a lot going on. And um, now we got PHB week coming up for the 410 Sprint Cars. It starts at Williams Grove Speedway Friday night, uh, $8,000 to win. Then they go to Lincoln Saturday night, Baps Motor Speedway Sunday, and then back to Lincoln, then Grandview Speedway, and then Hagerstown and Port Royal um, Excuse me, Williams Grove, Port Royal, Seals Grove, and back to Port Royal. Uh, ten nights of racing, and 
uh, a lot of money on the line. So uh, that's kind of what's coming up here. Uh, like I said, the weather's not looking too good, but um, we're going to see what happens here. Hopefully, uh, we get you know we get some better weather. Maybe maybe it'll clear up tomorrow. I know Anthony, I know Anthony Macri and Brent Marks are going to be there, so um, you know you're going to have to go through them as well. Yeah. Well, Kyle, the way it's going to roll over at National Super Speedway, it's Friday. The gates is going. Spectator gates going to open at three, and then uh, the race is at seven. Uh, then on Saturday, Infinity, you got uh, start time at two thirty, and then on uh, Sunday, the uh, race is going to be at three o'clock on Sunday. So uh, right there in Nashville on concrete. I like concrete, Kyle. I I just some reason I, I like to watch a race on concrete. Concrete racing's all right. I've been to Bristol, I've been to Dover, so uh just a lot going on, Raddy. Um and I know uh we talked about uh you know, uh Kyle Larson uh, running the world out while he did win last night. So, um just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, there's um, yeah, I, I looked at the Williams Grove Speedway weather forecast for Friday. It's not looking too good, but uh, I know I know it's an eight thousand dollar one show. But when they come back next Friday, June thirtieth, uh, they will be going for twenty thousand dollars. So uh, a lot of money on the line right there. And uh, I know I know I know Port Royal Speedway has a ten thousand dollar to win show and then a fifteen thousand dollar to win show. So uh, a lot of payouts here and a lot of money to give it away and. Uh, you know, Grandview's ten thousand, and there's just a lot of a lot of good events coming up, and you're gonna have to keep your eyes out for them. Now uh, we've got a little playback we're gonna play, but do you want to give your last word and let this let that play on out? It's gonna be a thirty-nine minute, and uh, just go from there. Or you want to wait till it's over, but Jody. Well, Rowdy, uh, I mean, I guess we could we could wrap it up and play Jensen Button, but um, yeah, you know, it was a good week. Um, you know, you can look at my photos on RowdyMagalite.com slash photos. They'll be up for a little while. Um, you know, uh, a lot of cars. Um, you know, Williams Grove. It was four ten-wing sprint cars and USAC wingless sprints, and then uh, Port Royal Speedway was uh, you know a USAC doubleheader, the Silver Crown cars along with the. Uh, the Eastern Storm, the the wingless sprints, and also the regular 410 wing sprint cars. So uh, a lot of cars there over those two nights. And then uh, Ramsey Speedway, the, the USAC wingless sprints with the 358 modified, so Thunder on the Hill Racing Series. So uh, good to make that one, uh, to make Grandview Speedway. Uh, the weather was good for that one. And then, um, you know, like I said, Williams Grove, they got in. And then uh, Port Royal Speedway, a busy night, so... Um, photos you can look up, and um, you know we're gonna try and get some drivers on, more drivers on. Uh, you know I know Rowdy was talking to you a little bit during the week. Um, Want to kind of get some dirt guys on, and then uh, we'll just uh, we'll hopefully we'll we'll work on that, and uh, you know hopefully we'll get some people on for PA Speed Week or, or during uh, PA Speed Week, or maybe we can get some updates from the track. That's good, mate. Sounds good, mate. Um, oh, uh, a couple more coming in. So I think we can go ahead and get started. Uh, Mr. Jensen Button, thank you so much for 
joining us here this morning. We really appreciate your time. Um, obviously, a busy couple of weeks for you coming off of Garage 56 at Lamar. And now looking ahead to um, next weekend, making your second NASCAR Cup Series start at the Chicago Street Course. Can you just give us an overview, um, you know, of what this month has been like from the driver's seat from your perspective? It's uh, It's been a busy month. There's um, uh, lots, of, lots of different things going on. But, uh, the, the, yeah, the one thing that's is most important to me is, is driving a racing car when it comes to work. So, uh, yeah, that's never going to leave. Um, lucky enough, I'm in a position where I, I can I can go and do do certain types of racing for racing for fun. Uh, and racing in Le Mans is something I've I've always wanted to do. I raced through in 2018, um, but to go back uh, in a in a stock car um, was pretty awesome. It was one of the best weekends I would say of my race best racing weekends of my career. I think one because it was so relaxed, but two because it was just utterly nuts. You know, for us to be able to race a stock car at Le Mans against the GTs, the prototypes, uh, it was a really, really special. I say weekend. I think I was. It felt like I was there for a month, but uh, I think it was 12 days I was at Le Mans for. But um, such a reception from drivers, teams, uh, from the fans. Uh, I think we've put, a, put on an amazing show for NASCAR. I think that we definitely have a lot more fans that will be tuning in, especially for, for Chicago, I think. Well, fantastic. Um, we're going to go ahead into questions for you now from the media. Uh, we will kick things off with Dustin Long. Go ahead, Dustin. And just a reminder to the media, if you do have a question for Jensen, please raise your hand within the Zoom platform, as I see a lot of you have. And we're going to try to get to as many questions in the time that we have with Jensen. Go ahead with your question, Dustin. Thank you. Hey, uh, Jensen, I'm just curious. Um, after what you experienced at Le Mans, obviously NASCAR is looking to try to grow uh, internationally. And I'm, I'm just trying to get a sense of where this goes from this point on. I almost wonder if this is kind of like what soccer was in the United States, is there were certainly some seminal moments, but it still took a lot of time before soccer really became closer and closer to mainstream. What are the challenges that are going to be for NASCAR, and how does it move forward from this experience at Le Mans? Yeah, well, I can, I can definitely tell you the positives and why I think people love seeing seeing the car at Le Mans. One, because it was a standout, and I don't think they ever expected a NASCAR to race, NASCAR-style car to race at Le Mans. Um, but for me, it was the sound of it. You know, the sound blew everyone away. Um, a meaty V8, uh, you know, when you pass people in certain corners, they would be cheering. Um, every time I was, I was buying a safety car, I would go around the, the track waving at the fans and the, the uproar when the car went past. So I think it's like that childhood sort of love for it. You know, I, that the picture on the wall of, of having, for me, you know, it was a Ferrari, unfortunately, but having a cool car on the wall that just makes you smile. And I think the cup car definitely did that at the moment. It was a, it was a car that got people smiling and made them feel like a kid again, hearing this, gigantic V8 and uh, the look of the car and then they look at the lap numbers and they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's quick as well. 
But I don't think lap times really matter. I think it's more about the presence of the car and the sound of the car that got people interested. And this is one car going round. You know, it's not the action-packed races that we're used to seeing in, in Cup. I think that if you can get a fan base in Europe, they will, they will love that. Within reason, I think there are certain things that the European fan base will struggle with. And I think the big one is the no rules in terms of how aggressive you can be out on track. I think that's one thing that takes all of us to get into racing in, in any category in NASCAR. We struggle with that initially because it's completely different to any other type of racing where in other racing, if you tap a guy, you're probably going to get a penalty or damage your car, whereas in NASCAR, that's not the case. You can hit people, um, and it's down to the other guy either to retaliate or, uh, or to move out of the way. So that's the biggest thing, I think, for the European public to get their head around. And also, real quickly, it's just uh, I know you're running in Chicago, and just obviously that's going to be a big event for NASCAR, first time at a street course. And just the idea of racing at a street course with that type of car, um, all those cars out on that track, and just kind of what chaos or what you expect. Yeah, I mean, at every street course I've done and whatever I've raced in has been tight and twisty, and it is what it is. You deal with it. Um, you know, when you look at IndyCar, they raced in Detroit, which is the tightest track I've ever seen. Um, but it was a great race. So I think that we can put on a great show. And that's what it's, I think that's what this race is going to all, you know, it's going to be about really. Uh, it's going to be a big learning curve for everyone. There's no room for error. You can't dive into corners, make a mistake, and then next lap round, take it a little bit easier because you'll be in the wall with a damaged car. So I think in terms of, what the teams and drivers do over the race weekend is going to be very different from normal. It's going to really be building up to um, a, a good lap time. Uh, and come the race, yeah, we can't drive like we did at Toto because none of us will get around turn one. So I think there needs to be a bit more respect for the circuit as well as, uh, as, well as the other cars. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Jordan Bianchi. Go ahead with your question, Jordan. Hey, appreciate the time, Jensen. Um, kind of following on Dalton's question a little bit, have you spent much time, you know, in the simulator for the Chicago Street Course? And if you have, what your impressions are of the circuit? No, I've only I've only driven on iRacing racing so far, but um, in about an hour and a half, I have a four-hour simulator session. So uh, I could tell you a little bit more after that, but we won't be talking then. But um, uh, I have taken the sim uh, before the race. Um, one, to get my eye in, to understand the circuit, to understand the where the circuit goes, the bumpiness of the circuit, but also to, to work on setup because, you know, I think that there's a lot that can be done with setup to, to, to get a car that really works for a street circuit. It gives you confidence rather than just trying to find lap time in in efficiency i think it's more getting the car to a place where you feel, you know where i feel confident with it that i can push it harder okay next we'll go to bob pockers go ahead bob yeah jensen can you kind of compare or have any idea what it will compare doing the chicago street course as far as the cool factor versus uh loma Oh, I mean, it's it's so different. Um, one thing that I really loved in Le Mans is that we were racing with prototypes. Um, and we overtook a couple as well. 
But um, I think racing in a city, I think it's probably the first time I've raced in, a, in an actual city in a racing car. You know, Monaco is, is a principality, but I wouldn't class it as a city. But um, I think this will bring in definitely a, a different fan base. Um, I know that true NASCAR fans might think it's a bit of an unusual type of track and why would we bother but why not? You know, I think it's great that they're willing to, you know, try something different. Um, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's one race on the calendar. And I, I love that we're, you know, trying new things. Just like taking a, a stock car to Le Mans. Amazing. What a great opportunity. And, and I think it brought in a, a, a very different fan base. And I think this could do, the, do something very similar. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Telly Crandall. Go ahead, Telly. Thanks, Sam. Hey, Jensen, looking back at Coda, your first start in the Cup Series, you said afterwards it was an emotional roller coaster with everything you went through that day. What are you expecting uh, at Chicago? Not necessarily the course, as you talked about, but just getting back into a Cup car and just how maybe better off prepared you'll be this time. Yeah, definitely better prepared. You know, I've, I've just had a seat fit and uh, – all looks good, you know. Um, I struggled with, as you probably knew, knew but uh, I had heat exhaustion in the race. Uh, but now I won't have any issues at all. So we've uh, we've come up with a lot of solutions that are going to make it a lot easier for me. Um, and in terms of the car, getting used to the car, yeah, the first few laps will, you know, I'll be finding finding my feet, if you like. Uh, you know, having driven the the car that I drove at Le Mans, it has traction control and you know, it's a lot more compliant, a lot easier to drive. This is definitely a lot more edgy. So uh, it will take me a few laps. But um, I think while everyone else is still learning the track, it's not a bad thing at all. And as I said, for me to find a setup that works and is, is, is a drivable setup that gives me confidence is, is what we're aiming to do over the two simulated days before we actually get to the track. So we're, we're fully prepared. Were there things in Coda that were the biggest struggle for you, maybe just behind the wheel or adjusting to, that you feel like now you'll be, as I said, more prepared for than now that you understand it? I think the big thing was how how low they try and run the cars. Um, you know, we I'm used to massive downforce on cars, um, and you have a range of where you put the rear of the car um, for the diffuser to work at its best. Well, with the cup car, basically the car has to be on the ground for the diffuser to work properly, um, which takes away all of your compliance and suspension. Um, so in high speed corners, it was completely the opposite of what I thought a cup car would be. You know, I thought it'd be very gradual, the slide, um, and it would be easier to slide and you get to slide. But with this car, it's, it's you know, you get to a point where the rear just gives up and the rear tire shudders, um, and you're just fighting a lost cause, really. So that was my biggest issue, and it meant that I couldn't push the car as hard as I would like because I it was like a cliff, the feeling of grip and no grip. So that's something I know more now, um, but it's something I want to try and work my way around to find a, a better direction because I, I still think there is, is, is a better option for a circuit like Chicago. Um, and the other one was just the racing. You know, you can get used to a racing car. In one category, you can get used to any car out there. It just takes you a bit of time. The racing is something that takes a bit longer, just the style of racing, the aggression, um, 
and, and spotters, you know. Um, I think that I was lucky enough to have some great spotters that were very helpful and um, I didn't realise how important they were going to be. So, again, having been through all that once, going into Chicago, I'll arrive a lot more confident. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Jim Utter. Go ahead with your question, Jim. Hey, Jensen. I was just wondering, um, I don't know what kind of expectations uh, about the whole NASCAR experience you had when you first started, but when you when you uh, look back at CODA and then your sort of representation of uh, NASCAR at Le Mans, um, what, what has your participation in the sort of NASCAR experience been like, and has it sort of uh, in any way uh, raised your anticipation in going forward doing the additional races? Good question. Um, I think for half the race at Cota, I thought, this, this, I don't want to do this again. But <laughs> the other half of the race, I thought, this is awesome. This is just awesome. You know, in terms of the, the racing, the wheel-to-wheel action, um, not giving an inch. And I, I definitely enjoyed that. And that's something you, you do miss in you do miss in single seats, especially in Formula One, because of the amount of downforce you have, there isn't so much wheel-to-wheel action. I felt that I had more wheel-to-wheel action on the first lap of the racing quota than I do in a whole Grand Prix. So lots of emotions, positive and negative from quota. Um, does it make me want to do more? Yeah, I mean, road courses, yes. Ovals, I would love to try an oval one day, but, you know, um, it's another world, you know. These these guys have driven ovals since they were um, five, six years old. So why would I be good at it? I, I don't know. It's a possibility, but it's a lot of work, and uh, it's already enough getting used to driving such a big car for me. And, and the style of racing is, is a big step as well. So maybe one day. But um, you know, I'm I'm very happy and very lucky to be doing the three races I'm doing this year. Um, and uh, looking forward to Chicago and then obviously Indy a few weeks time after that. And in terms of Chicago, uh, do you feel at all that you may be on a little bit more of an equal footing, footing uh, considering no one else in the series has actually, will not actually be on the track until the day of your first practice? Definitely helps. Uh, there are a few guys in, in the field that have raced on street circuits before. Um, some very quick guys that have raced on street circuits before so yeah it's it's easier for me than Kota and Kota you know I feel that I'm just not used to using that much of a circuit you know I normally drive within the white lines and, and at Kota if you make a mistake you just run wide come back on and uh, you don't really lose much time so it's again a very different way of driving so yeah Chicago should be better for me um so yeah, I, I feel confident that I can I can have a better result. But it could also all end at turn one. So uh, it doesn't matter how quick you are, uh, you need to also have a little bit of luck on your side. Thank you very much. Cheers. Next we'll go to Trey Downey. Go ahead, Trey. Hey Jensen, after experiencing Coda and the aggression level, uh, do you think that you'll be more comfortable at Chicago yourself being more aggressive? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think I think everyone will tone it down a little bit. I watched Sonoma, um, and it definitely shows that it's circuit dependent. You know, um, Kota is always going to be a tricky one because you head up to turn one and it's so wide on the entry, and then it's very narrow. 
and that whole section you can stay side by side all the way down to turn 10. Whereas at Sonoma, it was a very different type of race. Um, it was more of a, you know, it felt more of what I'm used to when I watched the race at Sonoma. And I think Chicago will be something similar because we all know that you can't just run wide, come back on. Hey, just a reminder, please keep yourself muted um, and unmute yourself when you ask a question. Tell me more. Okay, I'm going to try to find out who this is and I can mute them. Great. Sorry. So, so I, do, I do think that the racing will be a little bit calmer in Chicago. Um, and, and it, you know, if not in the first start, when the block, suddenly people will start backing up a little bit and being a bit more respectful of the circuit, I think. And that's the big thing in the street circuit. People learn very quickly. There needs to be a bit of respect there. And then if NASCAR were able to secure a date and race overseas in Europe, do you think that there's a potential there for a similar boom to what F1 has realized here in the U.S.? Yeah, there's obviously been a lot of reasons why F1 had the boom. I think coming out of coming out of COVID, Formula One, you know, people wanted to get out to events, and uh, Formula One was one of those events that people were very excited about. It also helped that you know the Netflix series um, behind the scenes. I think here in in America, we love behind the scenes. Uh, we like seeing the individuals that are actually competing and a bit of controversy. And uh, you definitely got that on the TV show. And um, and that's a big part of it. So, you know, racing is one thing. I think understanding the personalities that are in the sport is something that I think the European fans would want to know. Just seeing 39 cars drive around is great. But if you don't know who's behind the wheel, you've got no one to really support unless you just like the color of the car like my son does. Um, so I think there needs to be a way of the European fans un understanding the personalities within the sport as much as enjoying the racing. Um, but yeah, I think it could be big. And I think doing a race next year in Europe would be great. You've got to jump on what we did at Le Mans. And I think uh, it had such a big following. I saw so many memes. I saw... You know, we're crazy on social media that um, it can be easily forgotten. So I think it needs to be jumped on as soon as possible. And a, and a race in Europe would be great. Thank you. I will go to Stephen Toronto. Go ahead, Stephen. Jensen, I don't think we've gotten the opportunity to ask you about this yet, but uh, one of another Formula One driver who you've raced against, uh, Kamui Kobayashi, is going to be. Uh, making his cup debut in Indianapolis. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about uh, Kobayashi and what we might expect from him? Yeah, Kamui's chosen a good race to start. I mean, if he started in Chicago, that would have been interesting. Um, he's definitely going to get a shock um, from anything he's ever driven. Um, it's it's a big learning curve. Um, I know he's willing, you know, willing to learn. Uh, he's very excited. By it, he says that it was a dream since he was a kid to race in uh, in um, in cups. So I yeah look forward to racing with it. You know I've raced with Kamui for many years. You know when I won the world championship in 2009 in Brazil, I had to overtake him to win the world championship. So yeah, we've uh, we've raced together in F1. We've raced together in um, endurance in WEC. 
We've also raced together in Japan in Super GP. He came and did a race there. Um, so, yeah, I, I really look forward to his involvement. I think he's great for the sport. Another international driver and a guy that has such a high profile in endurance racing with, with Toyota. Um, XF1 driver. Uh, and Kamui is quite an aggressive driver, so I think he's going to fit in well in the Cup Series. But he's still going to be a big shock to him. But uh, I look forward to seeing how he performs. Gotcha. Thank you, Jensen. Next, we'll go to Jerry Jordan. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, Jensen. I want to go back to uh, Lamont real quick and uh, you know talk about the innovation aspect of of what y'all were trying to learn there. And one of those was with the tires. And when Jimmy went down uh, the Dunlop Hill in the middle of the rain and, and made the corner with with one of the Toyota hypercars on the on the outside, uh, just talk about. The, the tires, what, what the, you guys learned or what y'all talked about from leaving that race and, and knowing what may be able to be used in NASCAR going down the road uh, and, and what was going on you know, internally about, about that learning experience? Yeah, the, the wet weather was always going to be difficult for us. Um, you know, we did a lot of testing in the dry on different types of circuit, Cota, Sebring, Daytona. Um, so we're able to really work closely with Goodyear to, to produce a tire that worked for us. But the wet was something very different. You know, I didn't really get much testing. Um, and as you know, not, not, no, no NASCAR categories really race in the wet. Uh, so there's not been that much experience with this technology. Uh, the technology in NASCAR and the technology in endurance racing is very different. Um, in NASCAR, you have a fabric belt in the tire. Uh, in endurance racing in an F1, you have metal, like a metal belt in the tire. So it works in a very different way. And a NASCAR tire will overheat within a few corners. Uh, and then it slides around quite a lot on the surface, uh, which works in, in NASCAR. But when you try and apply a a wet tread to that, it makes it very difficult. And it's very easy to overheat the tires. Um, and as soon as they're overheated and the blocks move around, it makes it very tricky um, because they degrade very quickly. So it, the wet's tricky, the dry tires, yes, we definitely made some good improvements that could be interesting. For Cup, we obviously had a, a wider rear tire, um, which would also be interesting to see if that would work in, in Cup as well. And one more, you said that uh, NASCAR needs to jump on the momentum from Le Mans. And, and I was there and talked to a, a lot of fans, and everyone seemed to, 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 to really like the buzz. And as you said, the, the sound of the car. Where would be a good place to, 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 to make that happen? Where, where would be a good place to have a race if this NASCAR was going that route? I kind of feel like, I'm not sure it's what NASCAR would want to do, but I kind of feel like it would be good to jump on a weekend where there's, another race. So whether it's an F1 weekend, which is unlikely, or or a WEC weekend, endurance weekend, um, because you have a big fan base there already, and it would be a good starting point for future races in Europe. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Matt Weaver. Go ahead, Matt. Actually, Jerry just asked my question, so I'm good. Thank you. All right. Um, we'll go next to uh, Ben Johnston. Go ahead, Ben. Excellent. Thanks, Ben. Hey, Jensen. Can you discuss um, 
what the difference is between racing an F1 car to what you're going to experience in the cup car on a straight circuit? Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in an F1 car, you you throw all the downforce at it. Um, you know, in F1, you're really working with efficiency with downforce. Um, so you might not put a certain gurney flap on on most tracks because the straight line speed's down. But on a street circuit, you don't care about efficiency. You just throw as much downforce on as you can. The problem with a cup car, we don't have a lot of downforce. And the downforce you do have, the only way you get it is to run the car on the floor. And on a street circuit, you can't do that <laughs> because it's bumpy. Uh, and you hit the ground, you hit the bump stop. So we're kind of in a tricky situation. So there's a lot of a lot of setup work that, that needs to be done for Chicago. And I think I think you'll see big differences up and down the the grid in terms of performance and how the cars look and handle on track because of that. So I would say it's easier for F1 going to a track because they understand their their aero package, whereas we're limited here in Cup. Um, and as I said, the way we get downforce is to run the car low. So yeah, it's going to be a tricky weekend, but it's it's an exciting challenge. It's something I'm very much looking forward to. Excellent. Thanks very much. Cheers. Next, we'll go to David Hoffman. Go ahead, David. Hey, thanks for taking the time, Jensen. Uh, just looking back at Le Mans, it's been able to set in more. Just what's a memory from that experience that's kind of stuck out to you that will stay with you for a long time? Overtaking an LMP2 car. Um, I mean, it was just an amazing experience, you know. Um, First, the car was great to drive. You know, it was easy to drive, which is what you need around a place like Le Mans. You, you know, when you're doing a three and a half hour stint in the car, you need it to be relatively easy to drive, and it was. But for me, it was it was the roar, it was the sound, it was you know overtaking GT cars, and you know there was certain places on the course like at a Tetra Rouge, which is onto the first part of Morsan that LMP2 cars would try and overtake us. And if they got it wrong and they pulled out too early, they'd pull alongside us and then we would drag past them again down the straight. And I never thought I would see that, a NASCAR out dragging an LMP2 car uh, down the straight. So I loved it. It made me smile a lot out on track. Uh, it, I'm sure it annoyed a lot of drivers out there, but that's what made me smile even more. So it was the sheer aggressiveness of our car but also the performance of it surprised a lot of people but the whole thing was about bringing more fans to nascar and i think that's what we did and it definitely put a smile on a lot of fans faces and that was what was lovely to see thank you gentlemen next we'll go to chris perkins go ahead chris hey thank you so much um a lot of drivers jensen of, of your ilk don't um take this multidisciplinary approach, like go into other series, try the things. Why do you think that's important? And why do you think other drivers don't sort of do what you do? Um, I think because it's uncomfortable. Um, you know, they've, they've found their route, route that works for them and um, something they're confident in and they're very good at. And they don't want to try something else because they might not be as competitive and they're worried about you know, losing that, I don't know, um, worried about what people think about them, you know, if they're not competitive in a cup car, 
I wasn't so competitive in a cup car, but you know, for me, it's all about the learning. It's all about the challenge of, of improving. Uh, and I think a lot of drivers that are at the top level of one category, they're worried about stepping out of their comfort zone, trying something new and not being as competitive. Whereas for me, I feel like I've got nothing to lose. You know, I've, I've won the World Championship in F1. It's what I set out to do. Now I'm going racing because I love racing and, and I love learning new things. And those challenges of what keep me going. Otherwise, I wouldn't be racing anymore. You know, if you have, you know, Fernando Alonso is the big one, obviously jumped into Le Mans, jumped into racing in um, Daytona 24 hours. But those are kind of categories that are similar to Formula 1. They're high downforce. I would love to see more drivers jumping in a, in a NASCAR, in a, in a, especially in the Cup Series, because it is so competitive. And I, that's why I really enjoyed racing against Kimi uh, Raikkonen. I'm so happy that Kimui's racing. Uh, but I would, I would really like to see more drivers from the endurance world or F1 world coming to have a taste of, of NASCAR and seeing how competitive it is. Because, you know, I never thought it would be as competitive as it, as it is. I knew ovals would be something different altogether, but I didn't think the drivers would be so good on, on street courses, road courses. Uh, so pleasantly surprised. Thank you so much. Next we'll go to Sam Hall. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, cheers, thanks. Hi, Jensen. Um, how much of a shock do you think it's going to be getting back to car after having all this time spent in the Le Mans iteration of a NASCAR? Yeah, there's certain things, because it feels when you're in the car, it feels identical. Uh, when you're sat in the seats, the seats are the same. The, you know, when you look out over the dash, it's the same. Um, but then you don't have paddles on the steering wheel. You have a giant stick to pull on. Um, and then you've got to blip the, blip the throttle on the downshift. You've got to lift off the throttle on the upshift. So, yeah, it's going to take a little while. And then, obviously, traction control, which saves you to get a tricky situation in the carriage with six car. But, you know, I'll, I'll get used to it pretty quick. I did the last time. Um, so, yeah, not, not to worry. I mean, when I started driving in the garage with six car, I hadn't driven a racing car for two and a half years. So... I was able to get used to such a big, heavy car reasonably quickly. So I have no worries of jumping back in. Cheers. And if I can, I'm just going to try and sneak a sneaky F1 question in there. Um, obviously, Checo Perez, um, difficult time at Red Bull. Helmut Marco's infamously quick to swing the axe on a driver. How much danger do you think he's in at Red Bull at the moment? Well, I don't think he is for this year, but end of the year, who knows? Um, who would you put in there? I mean, it's a tricky one. Obviously, they have Daniel Ricciardo there as, a, as an ambassador, but I don't know if they're willing to put him in that seat. Um, do they take someone from Alf Tauri? If so, who would it be? De Vries hasn't really been as competitive as they thought. And would you put Sonoda in the A-team? Um, it's, it's a tricky one for them. But, um, yeah, i got to feel for Checo. You know, three races on the balance, he's been um, below par. And uh, that's tough when when Max sees his teammate have a tough weekend. It just helps his confidence. So three weekends, there's no catching Max now. He's uh, he's gone. Um, and uh, you know the championship is is definitely his. Uh, what happens to Checo? Hopefully he bounces back. You know we all want people to take it to Max. We want to see racing, good racing from Checo. Uh, he's quick. He's really quick. It's just the inconsistency that, that definitely hurts him. 
right, we'll take our next question from Marty Sickle. Go ahead, Marty. Thanks, Sam and Jensen. Appreciate you taking some time. I apologize if uh, you already asked this, but uh, is there a track, when uh, you've been prepping for Chicago, is there a track that's a little bit similar to it that you've had past experience on, whether racing in F1 or in sports cars? Uh, not really. Not really. I mean, you could look at other street circuits and compare. Obviously, Monaco is very different. I feel Monaco's tighter, much tighter than Chicago. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot more street circuits in America that probably are similar. I think maybe the Detroit track for IndyCar. Um, I do feel that Detroit was even bumpier than what we're going to find, which well, I hope so anyway. But um, no, I mean, I, I don't really know what I would compare it to. Macau, maybe, but Macau has big, long straights and fast sweeping corners, whereas Chicago doesn't so much. So no, it, it, I would say it's more of a standalone. I think the big thing is also the bridges. There's two bridges that we go over, which is going to be the trickiest situation because we're braking as we go over those bridges. So the rear end's going to be going light. Um, so people are going to be brave if they try and overtake there. Um, but those are overtaking zones, I would say. Thank you very much. Best of luck in Chicago. Cheers. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Francisco with eSports. Thank you very much. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, very nice to meet you. I'm Francisco Aude from uh, Argentina for D-Sports, uh, Latin American TV channel. Um, Jensen, my, my question is, you are uh, nowadays taking uh, sort of one-off appearances. You did it with, with Le Mans. Uh, you did it previously with Extreme e leading your team. Uh, you did it with NASCAR previously, now back in Chicago. My question is, uh, do you feel uh, interested or close to trying a full season in any, in any series? Uh, if it is, Please tell us why. And if it's not, is there anyone that you would say, I, I would be closer to this one than the other one, and, and why? Good question. Yes, I have jumped around doing lots of different things over the years. Uh, I also raced in GTs in 2020. I did one race in the UK, GT3, uh, and Rallycross. So, yeah, basically because I've always wanted to race in those series. So I've been very lucky that I've been able to jump into certain cars here and there and race. Uh, I didn't think that I would want to do a full season again because of how busy the schedule always is. Um, but I I feel that I'll be racing in something next year doing a full season. Um, it's, it's great doing one-off races, but you don't get the best out of yourself. And that's why for me doing three races here in Cup has been been really good um, because I get to spend time with uh, the team. I get to spend more time in the simulator and really working with my engineer, crew chief, to develop the skills between us and to have a good understanding. So, yes, I, I want to do a full season next year, time permitting. Um, I need to balance a few things uh, as I've been very busy this year. But... Um, it will be endurance racing, which will be either IMSA or, or WEC. Thank you. Thank you for that. If you allow me just a little question. Um, I've been to, uh, about the behind the scenes in, in Le Mans. I've uh, recently, we have recently in our TV news show, uh, we have interviewed the GT uh, winner, Nicolas Barone from our country, and he told us uh, some nice moments and memories from the behind the scenes as all the GM, General Motors related teams, 
shared a hospitality. Uh, all the drivers from the Garage 56, from the Corvettes and the Cadillacs in the hypercar class uh, share loads of moments together. Can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, that's why I love um, endurance racing. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's such an emotional weekend, you know, endurance, especially a 24-hour race. Um, because you, the mechanics, the engineers, they're not just awake for 24 hours. It's, it's 36 hours, really. Um, so that experience is, is very special. Um, and to share it with, as you said, such a big team of people was very cool. Lots of fun stories um, and um, lots of emotion, whether you win, lose, you know, crash, retire, finish, whatever it is, when you cross the finish line or the clock stops, you know, that moment with everyone is, is really special. Um, and, and that's what I love about racing right now. It's that team atmosphere that, you, that uh, you, you've worked together to achieve greatness. And um, that's, why, that's why I miss uh, having been away from motor racing for a couple of years. Thank you so much, Jensen. Thank you, everyone. All right. And we will take our final question from Charles Bradley. Go ahead with your question. Hey, Jensen, obviously after Le Mans, Jim France, Rick Hendrick, John Doonan, you know, really important figures in American motorsports were delighted with the way it went. Uh, did you feel that love personally? And do you think that's something that you could maybe leverage uh, when you're thinking about future opportunities? You mentioned wanting to do some IMSA stuff next year. Um, would you be keen on doing something in GTP? Yeah, I, I would. Um, and yeah, first of all, you know, big thanks, thanks to, to Jim and uh, Rick for giving me the opportunity to to race um, at Le Mans with them. You know, Jim is very passionate about, obviously about NASCAR, but uh, he was very passionate about bringing NASCAR to the endurance world. Uh, he was at most of our tests as well. Uh, and to the, see the smile on his face and the excitement every time the car passed. It really shows that he's he's really passionate about his racing, uh, and I don't think the weekend could have gone any better. You know, Jim was was very happy. Uh, as I said, he was he was awake for most of the race, so uh, that experience of sharing that emotion together was pretty pretty awesome. But um, yeah, who knows who knows what could happen in the future, whether it's WEC, IMSA, or maybe some more NASCAR race in the future. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely be leaning on Jim maybe a little bit for that. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks. Jensen, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. Good luck um, next weekend at the Chicago Street Course. Thank you, guys. Hopefully we can put on a good show. Yeah. And to the media, um, just a reminder, we will have audio and video available here shortly on nascarmedia.com. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Jensen. Cheers, guys. Thank you. We got it.